Hello, Mixed Net Cases. This is Nuke Toss, and we've got an episode of Nutty Bites for you. Today, we're going to be talking about bad movies. But before we dive into that, I want to introduce who we've got with us, as usual. Hi, I'm Still Tech. And our bad movie expert. It's that guy from that podcasting, that thing. No, uh, hi, it's Jason. And Jason has great credits for discussing bad movies, because the Halloween Horror Fest was nothing but mostly bad movies i mean every now and then there'd be the craft and that was great but most of the time he was discussing really bad movies they but can't those all be moments, you know but those moments when you realize that you found a gym amongst all that hot steamy garbage <laughs> and we're not just talking about bad movies we're talking about why we love bad movies because if you all you have to do is open up your podcasting app and search for podcasts about movies and i'm gonna guess that most of them are about bad movies not too many of them are about good movies because it's a lot more fun to discuss the bad ones yeah and i i think we need to i think we need to start here by defining what we mean by bad movie because there's a there's like a gamut that we can run here of what do we define as a bad movie. And even in bad movies, there's, you know, there's a big difference between, or I think anyway, that there's a big difference between something like Plan 9 from Outer Space and The Room. Right. Which are both bad movies, which are both bad movies with fan followings, but uh, I, I don't know. To, to me, they're different. So, Jason, help me out here. How How are we going to define... Or how do you define a bad movie? See, I was actually going to bring up uh, two films, The Room and Birdemic. And people people look at them as like, oh, these cult movies, they were so bad, they're great. And I think they we have to understand that an actual bad movie, like an actual bad movie is not a good bad movie, right? Like, um, so it has to be a movie that wanted to be good, that was earnestly made and honestly attempted at. And it just fell short, right? Like, I hate the Sharknado films because they are trying to be schlocky and bad and have weird graphics. And you can also print those things out a dime a dozen. Um, yeah, which sci-fi is doing? Cause I think they're what, like Sharknado eight or nine now. Yeah, right. And they, and then they get every dime store lifetime actor, <laughs> like, and pay them. But, but, but then there's a difference between things like Evil Dead. There's a difference with things like, um, Plan 9 from Outer Space. There's a difference between things like Tremors, Arachnophobia, um, Mars Attacks, you know, those type of movies. Because there's an earnestness about them that I think the manufactured bad, good movies don't yeah, have. There's a sincerity, there's a sincerity to the cornball and the, the fact that it's a little cornball, uh, you know, schlocky, you know, but they're having fun with it and that you're making it in earnest, but you can still laugh at yourself, I think, is is important. I think there's a lot of movies that, like, there's a lot of commonalities among what we would consider hashtag bad movies or quote-unquote bad movies. And often you'll see low-budget movies in there. And sometimes the badness comes from the fact that they just didn't have a budget and they figured it out. You know, insert a title card for when there's an explosion instead of actually showing the explosion. Yeah, yeah, missing oh. special effects shot of burning car. Just oh, Velocipaster. Thank you, Velocipaster. During the opening of Velocipaster. Um, yeah. So good. <laughs> but there, there's definitely like, that is a common thing, but that does not mean that you can't have a good budget behind a movie and it being a bad movie. 
Um, I will say, I'm going to just say right now, uh, another commonality that we often see is that Nick Cage happens to be in a, in a lot of bad <laughs> movies. That does not mean all Nick Cage movies are bad movies. So I am not going to count Con Air or Face Off as bad movies. While they may have the elements, they were blockbusters. I could eat a peach for hours. <laughs> Whereas Willie's Wonderland or what? what was that called? Yeah, Willie's Wonderland. It's your birthday, and we're gonna have some fun. Yeah, that movie that would count as a bad movie, especially. But but I feel like that movie can't count either because it's the only movie Nicolas Cage never has a one spoken line of dialogue. Not once. That's what makes it great. I'm gonna go kill some monsters, drink a Mr. Pib, and then go kill some more monsters and play pinball (laughs) and play pinball. (laughs) No, I will say. Whereas you know, like Vampires Kiss. Definite bad movie that counts in this conversation. Right. And I, you know, I also think, you know, Hollywood in general needs to take a, uh, take a little note from the, the good bad movie genre, so to speak. Because again, we talked about having a movie having heart and earnestness. Where is that in current Hollywood? Like, it's all just recycled and rehashed. But when you get to these low budget independent things, like one of the things I, I recently saw was a film called Skinamarink. It was a low budget, like a micro budget indie horror. I'm talking about less than $30,000. I want to say less than $20,000. And it created a buzz and a, a, a talk about it. It was divisive. And I think people think if a movie makes you think and has a polarized audience, that it's a bad movie. And I think if a movie can inspire you to enjoy it by like, not necessarily being like, oh, it's my favorite, but being like, hey guys, come check this out and tell me what you think then I think those type of movies can fit into this too because they get labeled as bad, even though they're not bad. They're just something that is interpreted differently by multiple people. Like, you know, like how I recommended the greatness that was Killer Pinata and the two people on this call didn't want to watch it and now they love it and are commissioned for artwork from the guy. (laughs) Killer Pinata is a, is, is probably right up there with my definition of a bad movie. And it, it does have that. It's a very low budget and, um, but it has a lot of heart that even though it is, this is an out and out blood fest kind of a horror movie, we're still going to say something here and we're still going to, you know, we're going to throw in the tropes. People are having sex, so they're going to get killed. But we're also throwing something else out there. And and then we got a sequel because it was just that good. And they upped yeah. the budget. Um, and it's a, and it's the best kind of sequel because it's like old school. Right? You got Frankenstein. You can't do Frankenstein 2. You got to do The Bride of Frankenstein. That's two Frankensteins for the price of one. So can these good, bad movies that we're talking about, Yes. can they exist without comedy? Are there serious good, bad movies? Mm, that's a good question. And what is it then, okay, then to follow that, what is it about comedy that lends itself to this genre? There can be bad movies that are not comedies or not intended to be comedies, but they all inevitably become funny. This For instance, The Room. The Room, right. So The Room is des- it was never designed to be funny, but it is so bad. That it is funny. You're tearing me, me apart, apart, Lisa. Lisa. <laughs> um, I think they can, but it just depends on the genre, right? Because I would say Con Air is a serious action film. 
But it's there's funny. a lot of humor in Con Air. There <laughs> is, and I said that that doesn't count. <laughs> right, right, but but like, I mean, come but on, it's call- that it's it, but it's that line of thinking. Think about yeah. prime example, uh, Karate Kid, the original. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would count that as a bad movie, but it's a good bad movie. Uh, I have a hard time counting that as a bad movie. The thing that stops things from being a bad movie in this conversation for me, and maybe you disagree, is. If it was a blockbuster, if it's something everybody saw, there's no calling it a bad movie. It was it was celebrated. Okay, so nutty. So in so in the discussion that we've had so yeah. far, you know, we talked about, you know, the sincerity that it has to be made with, the little bits of humor, the little bits of seriousness, the fact that uh despite the subject matter, it still ends up coming short and something's and it still has yeah. to be weird and kind of schlocky. Is everything, everywhere, all at once a bad movie? A good, bad movie? Because it's so far, it's ticking all of our boxes. I mean, at one point, the main characters are replaced with rocks with googly eyes. And there's one guy who ends up fighting in a mecha suit made out of office supplies. You know? I have a hard time saying that that's a bad movie. Well, one, because it swept the Oscars. And two, it has been such a success. But also, I just think it's way too smart to be a bad movie. I don't think that there's really, really smart bad movies. See, I I, I agree. I think the reason why... Everything of all at once wouldn't fall into that category is because they use, and, and it's the same reason why comedy is so prevalent in good, bad movies is because comedy allows you to do absurd things, but it's then on you, the director and the writers to figure out how to use that absurdity. And I think in everything of all at once, they use that absurdity. That? I don't know. Oh, hang on. Ah, oh, that's my fault. Nutty edit. What? I had, I thought I had a stopwatch going, counting up time. Apparently, mm. it was counting down time, and I did not want that. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, your last speech there was cut off by some beeping. In so, ears. please, please. So, everything, everywhere, oh, okay. all at once, sincerity. Um, yeah. So, my thing is with everything, everywhere, all at once. I don't think it can be considered a good bad movie because the same reason it can't is the same reason why comedy is used so often because comedy gives us a reason to do absurd and like non-believable things. And that's why, but it's on the director, the writers and so forth to figure out how to use that absurdity and everything everywhere all at once uses that absurdity. Excellently. I mean, there's a certain type of plug used and it's excellent. Like it's just, and the, the lead up to that is so absurd, but it's noticeable that it's great. Whereas I think the key is a good bad movie cannot be believable. See, I think it, I could be kind of serious because there's a lot of good bad movies that have serious, serious levels of the action movie violence, but are great. Like Hot Fuzz, Dick, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, um, those type of movies, but they're unbelievable. Like you can't, you don't believe that this would happen. Like these absurdist slapstick moments Uh, give you that unbelievability. Is that also why is that also why horror lends itself to the bad movie so easily because it's got that air of the fantastic to it and it's exaggerated and then you can play in that exaggeration. Absolutely. I mean, Jason Takes Manhattan is my favorite Friday the 13th franchise. Most people hate that movie, but I will tell you Jason uppercuts a man's skull off his body. Um, and I will say, I will never not think that's one of the greatest Jason kills of all time. Oh, fight me. Any, any of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies where Freddy gets a, Freddy always gets a zinger. Yeah. 
Also, right. I will say one of the greatest horror movie deaths is in that franchise when Johnny Depp gets juiced. Excellent. There but no, the, like there is the one of the guy having a dream of like he rips the sheets off his waterbed and there's a very pretty girl on the inside of the waterbed and then Freddy comes through the yeah, mattress and one. skewers the dude. Oh, so cool. But no, but think about it. Like I would I would consider the Chucky franchise, even though I know it's a, a, a storied franchise. I think those are some good bad movies too because they're highly unbelievable. Because who, no one on this call would lose to Chucky. I, I think that um, another thing about why we love the bad movie though is you don't have to think too hard. No. Yeah. It is something that you can just throw on. You could be drunk. You could be otherwise inebriated inebriated you could just be exhausted from a day of work you could be sitting and having conversations while watching this movie uh and that that's what really makes it a good bad movie there you're not going to rewind and go oh no i missed a scene now i don't know what's going on and i think that that's essential for it to be considered a bad movie is it something that if i miss a scene I'm not going to go back and rewatch it because it doesn't matter. I think that's super key because a podcast is called We Hate Movies. They have this classification for some movies called a hangover movie. Yeah. Where it, where it may not get too loud. If you doze off at a point and you miss some stuff, it does not matter. Like it's just one of those movies that gets you from one bottle of Gatorade to the next. Yep. I think that, I think that is 100% fair. Like Tremors, Hangover movie. Tremors is probably some of the best bad movies out there. It is. I love those movies so much. And they're just so stupid. And you can just watch them and it doesn't matter. But that is a a bad movie with a megastar cast. I mean, we've got got Kevin Bacon. We've got Reba McIntyre. Michael Gross. Michael Gross. You had the the guy who played uh, the granddad for the Three Ninjas as the shopkeeper. Right. That guy. Yeah. 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 He he was a big character actor for a lot of like older Asian actors. Um, yeah. No. I, I it, there's just a a lot of talent in that movie, but I would never say that it was a blockbuster. And I would never say that it's anything that anyone's going to be taking to taking it too seriously. I also think that if your movie has any nominations for any of the big awards shows, it does not count as a bad movie. So I okay, Razzies, I a, yes. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Given what we've talked about, so given you know you know being a blockbuster, blah blah blah. What about Blade? Blade was definitely a blockbuster. Right. I'm not gonna count that as a bad movie. But I don't I can't call it a good one. <laughs> no, no, but it's not it's not in this one. there's a lot of unenjoy uh, there's a lot of bad movies that are not the the hashtag bad movie that we're talking about here. There's like that's lot. why we had to go into the definition because I, there are a lot of movies that are just bad. I can't and, remember I can't remember if it was in the first movie or the second movie, but there's a line where Wesley Snipes I think it's the first one, is where someone shoots him. And he turns around and he says, are you crazy? But he puts a, a, a word in front of it. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the greatest things ever put to cellular. And then there's the line about people trying to ice skate uphill. That also is in that movie. And I feel like if your movie has those type of lines in it, you 
cannot be considered anything but a good bad movie. Okay, so un- so this is where I'm going to challenge your no blockbusters mm-hmm. thing, Nutty, because Blade has to be considered, and it's another Wesley Snipes, but I mean, so is Demolition Man. Right. <sighs> Greetings right. and salutations, John Spartan. Demolition Man. That is... That is special. Um, what are you doing? Twitter paper. I'm I'm looking up how much did Demolition make. Oh, I think Demolition Man was a summer blockbuster. Made a, I, I know it definitely made a budget back at least. Oh, it at least. 4.2 million USD. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Well, I wonder what the budget was. Well, I'm about to look that up. Ooh. Uh, let's see. No, it it had a budget of 45 to $77 million. It made $159 million at the point. Oh, office. okay. Oh, yeah. Google did me wrong. Yeah, it made it 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 made three times its budget back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It covered it, it covered advertisement and budget. Yeah, it's good. You know, as good as that, as good as that did, it's very surprising we never got Snipes and Stallone back together. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good. Wait, payday. was Wesley Snipe never in that? What is it? Expendables, he was. He did. He finally did show up in the whatever they're called. That is true. But that was after his tax problem. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what those movies are for? Right, right, right. To generate money for all these old actors? It's really just like AARP as a movie studio. It really is. It really is. But you know what? I would count those Expendables movies as good, bad movies. I I couldn't answer because I haven't seen a single one. Really? I have no interest in them at all. Oh, tech. Here's one for you. Mm -hmm. The Kingsman. That I'm not gonna call a bad movie. No, they're not because that's bad. too good. They're 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 not bad. They're they're middle of the road action comedy things, but they're not in the bad movie category. In the same vein that neither are the oceans movies. Uh, and I love that's actually a good comparison. That's actually a really good. Comparison. Yeah, they're they're exaggerated. They're a little over the top, but. It has. I mean, uh, I mean, come on. Just the fight choreography alone puts the Kingsman above many, many other movies. Come on. The the fight scene at the Revivalist Church set to Freebird as the guy beats up an entire congregation. That was well, I am going to say that just because Nicolas Cage is in a movie does not make it a bad movie. I do feel like there are certain actors that if they are in a movie, it cannot possibly be a bad movie. And 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 Colin Firth is going to be one of those. <laughs> I no, mean, on you know, I honestly, I think there are some people who just don't make who generally, or or even if they are in a bad movie, like they elevate it enough to get it out of that kind of like, ugh, I'd never see that again. Like, well, that's what that's what people, that's what actors like Nicolas Cage and Bruce Campbell yeah. have done their entire career is taken a movie. And then act so over the top and really chew the curtains off every scene like they can eat a peach for hours. For and hours. then all of a sudden you take a, you take a middle of the road kind of a box office flop kind of movie into a, oh my God, guys, we have to watch the new Bruce Campbell movie because guess what? It's the chin being the chin and we're all going to love it. You know? Yeah, oh, oh, John Woo directs Nicolas Cage, guys. You got to see it. <laughs> By the way, yeah, I don't. Since we've talked about some of these, you know, classic action movies, there is a good, bad one of those from our dear friend Jean-Claude Van Damme. Aren't called... all of them? No, but this one's excellent because it involves Wilford Brimley, and that's Hard Target. 
It's where oh, John Travolta. That's a good bad movie. It's where, it's where Jean-Claude Van Damme is playing a Cajun. <laughs> and so is Wilfred oh, oh, oh. Brimley. So I, I will say that Jean-Claude Van Damme, most of his movies will end up on this list. But that one, Hard that time. one's a great oh, one. Another, oh, yeah. spe- another special one for me from JCVD is you got to talk about The Quest. Oh, oh, was oh, basically oh. it is basically the entire plot of um uh Bloodsport but set in like an Oliver Twist 1930s sort of a thing in this international tournament where they don't know that there's different types of Asian people again it's it's horribly racist it's really weird and bad it's it's like watching I I don't know it's like watching Bloodsport but made PG-13 instead of R the most ridiculous tiny little Zeppelin. It is so bad. And the worst part is you're like, if he did this and if he was in these times and did these martial arts moves, they would think he's a witch or possessed or something. Like they would have this man burnt at the stake as soon as he does a jump split kick. And, you know, a lot of these movies, a lot of these movies could be just, we could just say B movies, but not all B movies make it a hashtag bad movie or a good bad movie as we've discussed. Um, so I think it, you know, B movies, definite indicator. Um, as, as, as Jason said, hangover movies, definite indicator. Um, but some, many of them are horror, many of them are action, but sometimes there's just fun comedies. And sometimes they're just movies that were shelved. And the one I'm thinking about is Vamps that we watched. That was very good. Very it's on Amazon Prime and it's Kristen Ritter and Elisa Silverstone and they are vampires. Like Vampire Valley Girls. Vampire Valley Girls in New York City. And there's a whole bunch of great cast in it and everything, but it is a bad movie that the studio just shelved. And then somebody released a whole bunch of shelved movies on Amazon and it is a classic. It is so enjoyable. See, I, you know, I, I think those type of movies are absolutely what this type genre or like this scope of movies is about because they are they're not bad movies like but people could call them that because oh the graphics or this or that or the plot or whatever but the fact that it's an earnestly fun and enjoyable movie where you get to see two actresses who are who were kind one was on the come up and the other one was kind of on the way out so to speak like she was kind of at the height of her not the height of her powers but she was up yeah. there right and you get to see them do stuff that they would never do today like they would never do vamps today right like yeah. not when you've been jessica jones right like you're not you've got marvel money now like you don't know that you're not you're not doing that but no those type of things are great it's like it's like also like when you look back at like um uh, stuff. I think other movies that'll fall in this category would also be uh movies that took a while to come around, like The Fifth Element. Because I think The Fifth Element, when it came out, was a bomb. Like people didn't like it, and then slowly but surely, it started to get this cult following, especially for characters like Ruby Rod. I don't think so. I think uh, Fifth Element was like uh, a a a, well, it was a, a br- lot behind it, it. It was a Bruce Willis action vehicle, and you know I. You know, it's a story I've said on this podcast many times. I didn't like the movie when it came out because I didn't like the cornball elements to it. And now I absolutely love them. Uh, to this day, I think the only note that falls flat for me is I really do not like the design of the alien suits, like the big fat things, and they kind of waddle yeah. everywhere. They look like bad Muppets. I think they could have done much better alien uh, suits. But It made 
$263.9 million. Are you the president? You can't be the president. The president's an idiot. You don't sound like an idiot. It 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 was seventeen million on its opening weekend. Ooh, okay, it yeah. made it made it made some money. It yeah. made money. Yeah, so it I, made a lot of money. It made more money than the last one that than Demolition Man, where you all said, "Oh, that was definitely a blockbuster." Okay, so, so my favorite favorite bad movie that I I talk about all the time. Okay, a budget of ten million dollars made one point three at the box office. So did not make its money. No. Did not make oh, a tenth of its a money. Minute. But we gotta talk about Robot Jones. I knew it. Yes, I knew that it. is a fantastic movie. <sighs> Written by Joe Haldeman, directed by Stuart Gordon. I mean, you've got royalty here. You've got Harryhausen and his studio doing the uh, the stop motion animation of the giant robots fighting. But this is a movie with stop motion animation of robots fighting. It's just as bad as it sounds, and I. Freaking love this movie. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I, it is a classic, but this is exactly what we're talking about. These are the kinds of movies. This, the Evil Dead franchise. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's a lot of people that, like, we did mention Tucker and Dale. They're going after that Evil Dead vibe. Oh, definitely. But they're, they had a budget. They had well known people. It was designed to fit that niche, but it is not what I would consider that hashtag bad movie. So Cabin in the Woods in the same vein. Exactly. Cabin right. in the Woods, same vein. Zombie but, Land. Yeah, Zombie Land. Um, but the 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 robot jocks, that is that is a classic bad movie. And I love it. <laughs> and why do I love it? Because it's unexpected. It, especially what I and this goes back to something that Jason said, where I was dreading watching this movie. Just seeing the trailer made me groan. But then mm. actually watching the movie, I was surprised at how much it had to say. I was surprised at all of the good stuff that was in there. And I think that that is always a, a, a fun experience when you're surprised. Um. Well, so another question just popped into my mind. Do we have, can we think of any good, bad movies of what we're discussing today that are animated? Or did they just immediately go to bad? Is there a good, bad cartoon? Thinking. Because I think a lot of them, like, if I go back and watch, like, a, an original episode of Thundercats or something, it's it's bad because uh, tastes and, you know, styles have changed since the 1980s. Like, I can go watch an episode of He-Man, and it's horribly bad and schlocky. Not but, quite animated, but in that vein. Yeah. I am going to say all of the Power Rangers. Yeah. And it, the, 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 the reason that it works, and I'm not a Power Rangers fan, but the reason why it works is because of the audience. And I'm going to say right now, Jason shared with me a trailer for Power Rangers, Rangers reunion. Everybody who was a Power Ranger fan is going to be so excited for it. And when it comes out, they're all going to hate it because your tastes have evolved. And you would never be a fan of the Power Rangers if you watched it for the first time today. They brought they brought everybody back for a Power Rangers re, uh, reunion. James? They uh, they pulled they pulled they pulled Rangers throughout its uh, throughout its continuity of the okay. original crew. So you, say, you, there's, there's at least one that's dead. Yes. Yeah, and, Walter Walter uh, Walter Jones, the the Black Rangers back. Uh, the guy who played um, Rocky is back. Um, if I'm not mistaken, um, Billy the Blue Ranger is back. Really? Because there was a huge falling out with him. So that's actually good news and surprising that he came back. And uh, 
Well, Tommy's dead. Yep. So, uh, so did is, they get so Balkan Skull? So is Trini. Um, I have I've not seen them. Okay. Um, I've not seen them because you've had um, them. You've had them on your podcast before. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, I have, and 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 they are excellent. I would hope. I hope. But to be fair, they have recently been in a new modern Power Rangers. Matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think in the comics they made Balkan Skull Rangers. Oh wow! Oh, that's that's an honor. Yeah. That's um, cool. But no, I think I think the vibe of like a Tokusatsu show is absolutely where we're at. Like because I think and I I think you when you start looking into that style of stuff like kaiju movies, that's when you start getting into those good bad things. Like um the one with the giant space turtle whose name I cannot think of. Gamera? Yeah. Yeah. Like Gamera. I think Yeah, Gamera, the spinning space turtle that has that has uh, all kinds of things, but you know, I like I remember there are some Godzilla movies where Godzilla will beat up the monster, turn to the camera, flash a peace sign, and then go back and keep fighting the monster. I, like that, okay? You know what? I'm in. Yeah, you're right. The 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 common uh, rider, Ultraman. Oh, yeah. Like we know that that's a guy in a rubber suit in a, in a cardboard scale model Tokyo. We know we don't care. We yeah, and we love it when they run up to each other and just give each other big hugs because they can't damage the suit. Yeah. That's all of the budget. So speaking of rubber suited monsters and superstar actors in weird movies, Jason, you forgot to mention Mark Hamill in The Giver. Oh, God. now Nutty, have you ever seen this? I, I know of it. I've never watched the Giver. Yeah, so the Giver is a car- is a, is a cartoon. It's a, it's, yeah. an, it's a it's a Japanese cartoon, and it's about a guy like a Venom type symbiote, but instead of turning all black with like teeth, he turns into this weird sort of like a mecha suit, like an Ultraman type thing. He gets he an organic bubblegum crisis suit, right? And then he fights the rubber monsters. Well, they did a live action version of it, and like I swear, ninety four percent of the budget went into the Giver costume. Oh, absolutely. It is beautiful and articulated, and it's got oh. elbow blades and, and a moving purple, eye in the thing. The, and the vents and the horn grows. It's a beautiful suit, but I swear the rubber monsters—you can see the eye holes for <laughs> the actor inside. Like they are horrible. Uh, you're reminding me of another bad movie that is quite good, and it's not. It's good because it's actually touching, and that's going to be Enemy Mine. Ooh, that oh, is a good bad mind. movie. That there are some funny movie. parts. That's just a really good movie. I think I think it's I think it's because of how weird it is that it definitely has to fall into that yeah, good bad movie. It's a love story movie. between Dennis Quaid and Lou Gossett Jr. I mean, yeah. Who would have thought that? Uh, Who would have thought Dennis, that sentence would yeah, ever come out? Dennis Quaid, the space racist. <laughs> yeah. Falls in love with a pregnant Lou Gossett Jr. See, and that's why it's a good bad movie. Because if you describe that movie to someone, that Dennis Quaid plays a space racist who falls in love with an alien Lou Gossett Jr. and gets him pregnant. So it had a budget of $29 million, but it only took in twelve point three. Yeah, it was a huge flop. So I'm going to say it, it, it does... And I think rubber suits de- definitely add points towards it being a bad movie. But I, man, uh, it's way, a good movie. The way Jason just put it, though, it's like I need that to. That's the that's the thirty second elevator pitch, right? It's like, yeah. Okay, okay, guys, this is what I got for you. Yeah, Dennis Quaid as a space racist gets Lou Gossett Jr. pregnant on an alien planet, and somebody went, "All right, you know what? Let's make here's it. thirty million dollars." <laughs> and 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 if you're curious about this. You can watch it on Disney Plus. 
enemy now, by his face. But I will give this, I will say this about that movie. The reason why it was had such a high budget because it went over budget. Like there was a lot of production issues. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of going over budget, let's talk Waterworld. That does not count and it's not a good movie. <laughs> is, is, is it a bad movie? It is a bad movie, but not a hashtag bad movie. Not a good bad movie. It is, it is a failure. I'll just throw that in there. Um, there may be benefits. I, I know that, um, I haven't actually did. So I, you I'm haven't watched it. water. Watched oh my gosh. It sounds so boring. I know what I want for my birthday. Wow. Wouldn't you rather watch Bloodsuckers? The one about the, the law firm and Pedro Pascal is the, the daddy vampire. Yeah, that, that does look good, but that's, mm. but. We haven't seen that one yet, but I can tell you it's probably going to be good. Right. But Water Waterworld is, you're right, it is a flop. It was oh a disaster. God. It was a budgeted monstrosity because the set sank. There are acting problems throughout. He pees on an orange tree. There are some of the most annoying characters. Children. Oh, my God. In this, but what, the leader of the bad guys. Oh, that's Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. See, I know enough about it. Dennis Hopper carries this entire movie. The bad guys are cool. The stunts are fun. Um, it is, it, it's one of these movies. It's like a two hour movie you can watch in 45 minutes if you just fast forward past the crap. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. And this is what Kevin Costner? Wait, is the what? little girl from that, is, is her character's name Enola? I think so, yeah. Okay, so she grows up to be an awesome actress, and I love her. That's Tina Margarino, uh, which you know from being the girl with the side ponytail from um, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, wow. And I just watched three seasons of her playing Mac on Veronica Mars, and I absolutely love her. Talk about look at where we came. Look at where we came from. No, she's well, awesome. There's nowhere to go but up after after say my first role was in Waterworld. <laughs> and it sank. Literally. Wow. Yeah, no, she's 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 come she's come a far away. She's done a bunch of what, work. What killed but, yeah. what killed Waterworld was the hype. Is she was that, also yeah. the little girl in Andre. The know. one with the seal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's here's a question. Yes. Do you think it also depends on whether or not it's the the film or is adapting something that people hold dear because i think if it's something new it has a higher chance of becoming a good bad movie if it doesn't go well than it does if it's say i don't know your new star wars trilogy yeah because th- that's a betrayal and yeah I, it's it's the thing is if it's a if it's a a beloved book or uh you know a known franchise and you're going to try to play you're going to play around with the elements that fans This is why love. the 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 1980s D&D movie does not fall in this category because that's a betrayal. <laughs> but but I, but you know but that, but I think this means that like if they gave us more new material instead of trying to read adaptations of reboots of things that we've known for years, I think they would get better returns on their investment because we are far more forgiving to something that's brand new to us than something that we know inside and out. And that's true. Yeah. And, you know, like the prequel trilogy of Star Wars, you know, good example. Like we are used to Star Wars being a gritty, realistic, believable in some aspects, uh, you know, futuristic society with space wizards. You know, there are some conceits that are made. And then, but it's all r- believable, you know, puppeteering work and physical effects and everything. And then you give us a CGI masterpiece with way too many computer animations and a 
partially racist computer-generated space Jamaican that was supposed to be the coolest character in the franchise, and it completely bombed. What does it say that children like that character? They also like the Wiggles or whatever the latest Wiggles thing is. They are, you know, children like, and I don't mean to be dismissive, but, you know, they like shiny colors. There's a bunch of, there's a whole bunch of movies that we're not talking about that could be considered bad movies, but they are actually bad movies. You know, the, the trolls movies, the grudes, the, the, or crudes or whatever they're called. And I know it's people are going to argue and say those are great, but there are movies that are put out just to entertain children because they know parents need to take their kids to something and it is, they know they're going to make money. So the box trolls and the, the regular trolls and the Halloweenies and yeah. all these other things, they don't need to be good movies. 38 Aladdins. Yeah, they oh. don't need to be good movies. They just need to entertain children. They're not all going to be frozen. They're not all going to be the next great thing. They're all not going to be Bluey because I'm going to tell you right now, for all of y'all listening who have children who like Bluey, you're raising your child right. <laughs> You're absolutely raising But I mean, like, that's, that's the thing. There, there's always going to be these movies that are not going to be the ones that are memorable. They're not going to be the Coraline. They're not going to be. How many movies did the Olsen twins? Exactly. Oh my and, gosh. and, and that's exactly it. Yeah. But that's, that's the, oh, look, it's a movie with the Olsen twins in it. This will distract my kids for 45 minutes while I make dinner. Let's put this in the, in the player and leave the room. You know, yep. uh, you know, you know what you're getting with it. Is it great? No, 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 they are not. But that's not what they're, they're not designed to be great. You um, know, and, and I, you know, what's funny is that now that I'm, I'm, I, I'm sitting here thinking about it. And I think, you know, as much as I think earnestness and sincerity need to be behind a good, bad movie, I also think you have to come out with the intent to make a good movie. It doesn't have to turn into one, but like the room prime example, they say they were aiming to make a good movie, but I, you're lying. There is a special seat in the fieriest of places with gasoline underwear for you. If you could tell me you, you thought I you were making a good movie. Tommy Wiseau thought he was making a good movie. This was going to be his masterpiece. No, no nobody else. I, I have listened to other podcasts that talk to, uh, I, I heard an interview with a guy that played Mark. Mm. And he was going on about how most of the production and the reason why the movie took six months to shoot was that every day was an argument with Tommy over it. You can't do that. Yeah. And, it's a, like, okay, and then it was, hey, who's making this movie? I'm making this movie. We're doing it this way. It's like, yeah. okay, we're going to do it your way. You know, you're going to have an, an exterior shot shot on a roof, but you're going to green screen it anyways. <laughs> Fine. Whatever you want, man. It's your movie. It's your movie. It's your money. It's, it's, it's your, your girlfriend's money. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I also think, too, that like the times reflect on how we can make these type of movies because you know some movies that I think were good bad movies that people really like that would never get made today things like Cop and a Half with Burt Reynolds God. Kindergarten Cop okay, the last Cop act- that that breaks the rule that was a blockbuster okay that, that is a garbage your daddy and what does he do. You would never film a movie where a grown man asks a bunch of children about their daddy. I, I, I think you still would. I do. I think you still they, they, would. No, I'm thinking going old school. Uh, if, when we're talking good, bad movies, we're talking plan nine from outer space. We're talking Manos hands of fate. We're talking, Oh, what's the one with um, oh. Sean Connery and the, the 
Dick, I've got your animated one. The Wings of Oniamis. The Wings of Oniamis. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that movie drags, doesn't it? But the explosions are pretty. That is totally a good bad movie because let's be honest, you can't watch, you just get stone cold sober by yourself. Turtle and Wings of Oniamis. Like, and I got another throwback one. Yeah. Uh, Nosferatu. Yes. That is, they were legitimately trying, trying. to make a good movie. In the 1920s. Let's In the lot. 1920s. And it is hysterical. It is so good. They were not trying to be funny. By not the way, we finally did watch Shadow of a Vampire. Um, if you don't know the history of Nosferatu, that's not going to be a good movie for you. No. You no, need to know the history. Yeah, and then when you watch it, but yeah, but man, Willem Dafoe as Count Orlock is pretty great. It's pretty great. Stop eating your co-stars. Ooh, can we get a prediction from you guys? Mm-hmm. Renfield. I am intrigued. I am good, intrigued. bad movie. I think it'll be great. Good, bad movie, or is a, or Nicolas Cage going to keep hitting it out of the park? No, of course. Uh I, I mean, think. I think it's going to be a good movie. Um, I'm not sure it's going to be a good bad movie or maybe just a good good movie. I think it's going to be a good good movie because you have a good movie with a good cast and a good yep. thing, and then you need somebody to play an over the top eccentric character, so you get Nick Cage in your movie to do that. That is, it has a budget of eighty six point two million dollars. It's going to be awesome. It's, it's gonna, not going to be, be a bad it's movie. Gonna so it's going to be a good movie, and it's and Nicholas Holt is playing Renfield. You are going to be captivated by him. Did you, um, did I see the you closest was... thing he has to a bat, hashtag bad movie is Warm Bodies, and I think still that might have been too successful to be considered. It does have a very big cult following. Like it, a very big cult following. Honestly, it's a good movie. I liked it. <sighs> I don't like romantic zombies. It's the only one that made it work. The closest to romance that I can get for zombies is the big guy with the pregnant wife in Train to Busan. Uh, I not a movie, but I will say I Zombie works really well because there's yes, it's, good comic. It's, romance is not the um forefront story. It is definitely a detective story, but there's a lot of different romantic subplots, and I think it works. And that's a really good series. So, but Renfield, yeah, my prediction is it will not be a bad movie. It will be a good movie. Um, or it will be a failed movie, but it will not be a hashtag bad movie. Yeah, I, I definitely think that I think the worst you could say about it is going to be that it's entertaining. I think that's the worst thing to say about Because honestly, at this point, Nicolas Cage in the last four years, I don't think has made a bad movie. I think the only thing going against it is Nicolas Cage because I, but I love that it's Nicolas Cage because speaking of hashtag bad movies, Kiss of a Vampire is such a good bad movie. It was a Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vampire's Kiss. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that is that that one I absolutely love, and and it's weird because there's another movie that he's in which is not a bad movie, but it kind of like so it's called Peggy Sue Got Married. Ah! All of the Nicolas Cage scenes wow. in that are totally bad movie scenes, but it's mixed into a good movie, and it's really weird. You know, uh, one that I'm looking forward to seeing if we can ever actually track the the darn thing down is we, we went on a bad movie kick once, and we were trying to find bad movies to watch, and that was when we watched uh, Killer Pinata, Velocipaster, and uh, Vamps. Six String Samurai, Vamps, but there was one on that list called Lamageddon. Yeah, we still need to watch Lamageddon. We could not find a way to stream it or buy it, but we need to find this Lamageddon movie. 
Because this sounds just uh, just up our alley. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So I so I was introduced to this movie, and I for me it would be a bad movie because I had never even heard of it. But I feel like Nutty would probably have heard of it and probably have an opinion on it. Ghost World. Ghost World's not a bad movie. Uh, not a hashtag bad movie. It is a cult movie. It everybody loves it. I couldn't finish it. it see, I I had never seen it before. You you want to see it when you see like the stills? You're like, oh man, that looks so good. That looks like it would fall right into like the whole craft vibe. It's a bunch of gothy people. Laura and- Birch, ScarJo, Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah. Based Re- on the comic book. Yeah, but there's just Steve. I felt it was mean spirited. Steve Buscemi gets done very badly in that movie. It's it's very inappropriate because they are like legit teenage girls fooling around with an adult person. And it's just, no, I can't. I couldn't. It was grody. I had to stop. And and this is beloved by people. I feel like this is one of those polarizing movies where a lot of people would be like, oh, no, that's bad or or whatever. But it seems to have split like its audience. Uh, I think a big thing is that it was a comic book. And people knew the comic and it's different when it's a comic as to, uh, then when you, when you go from comic to live action, um, there are certain things you can do in a comic book that you can't do in live action. The other thing is I didn't watch it when it came out. So I am watching this as like a full blown adult looking at teenagers that look like teenagers and I'm just can't. Do you know what his next movie was after this? So Terry's Wag, uh, Terry's Wigoff that did. Ghost World, do you know what his next movie no. was? Bad Santa. Ugh. Yeah. Like, honestly, they just, is, is that his whole career? That tracks. That tracks. That is, is his whole career just like a bunch of inappropriate, like, mm, no. But Ghost World was nominated for an Academy Award? I oh, haven't. Yeah, definitely can't. It does not count. Yeah. Wow. What was it nominated for? Da, 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 da. Academy Awards uh, nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Yeah. It did. Not surprised. I just. I would never have given that to that movie. I, 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 like I said, I couldn't finish and I'm sure there's people listening at this and wanted to, are screaming at how wrong I am. I'm sure that you're out there and that's okay. And I'm not going to judge you for liking it. It's just in my position when I watched it at the time that I watched it in my state, it, it did not track. It did not play. I am not into it. Um, I will say, if you just look at the scenes and you look at the art from the comics, I am all about that visual, but I just couldn't watch the movie. Okay, then. How about Tank Girl? Tank Girl is fantastic. I love Tank Girl. I put Um, Tank Girl in the same place as I do as extends with Jude Law. I don't know that one. I don't know that one. Oh, it is Johnny Mnemonic levels of bad. (laughs) Um... I mean, come on, Tank Girl. Ice tea is a kangaroo. So it counts because it's a flop because it had a budget of twenty five million and it only got six million in the box office. Um, it is definitely got that cult following. It is definitely outlandish. It is, it's like surreal comedy, and I love it so much. I love Tank Girl. That is that is exactly the kind of movie, and I would watch that in a movie marathon with Vamps and all of the other movies that we have talked about. I would 100%. Absolutely. Yes. That gets my vote. Tank girl. Mm-hmm. Dang. I was going to try to put Johnny Mnemonic on this list, but nope. Johnny, New- Johnny Mnemonic was a success. It, yes. it had a budget of 26 mil, made 52. 
if Johnny Mnemonic was not such a success, I don't think we would have ever seen The Matrix. And I believe that Keanu Reeves was in The Matrix because he was in Johnny Mnemonic. What? Oh, I'm trying to think of... No, I, I'm trying to think of like bad, good movies, but I just keep coming up with bad, bad movies. Oh, well, <laughs> nobody wants like, that. What was it? Robin Williams? What was it? Toy World? Okay. Oof. Toys. Toys. It's not a bad movie. And what? it was a success. It's horrible! So, so as extends... Is a movie that stars Jennifer Jason Lee, Jude Law, and Ian Holm. I've never heard of this movie. Uh, in the near future, biotechnology, biolog- it's biotechnological, bi- bleh, biotechnological virtual reality game console known as Game Pods have replaced electronic ones. And so they're trying to smuggle a, a, a fancy new one out. And, uh, this movie was directed by David Cronenberg. I mean, I mean, it's got everybody in it. It's got Jude Law, Christopher Eccleston, Willem, Willem Dafoe, Sarah Pauly, Canadian celebrity right there. Yeah. Um, but but here's how I think it fits. It's budget, budget of 31 million box office 2.9. 2.9. 2. 9. And, and you got to think. More than likely, they spent twice that because remember advertising. You generally spend the same amount on your of your budget on advertising. And so I will that, I will say that if William Defoe Willem Defoe is in it, you, it could go either way. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So this will be the last one I'll mention. Yeah. I think we're gonna wrap up here. But okay. So along with Existence in the same genre at about the same time, two thousand two. Wait. wait hmm? Before you go on. Yeah. Jason, would you recommend we watch this movie? Is it a good time to watch it? Oh, absolutely. It's bonkers. Okay. It's continue, bonkers. Continue, deck. Equilibrium with Christian Bale, Emily Watson, and Tay Diggs, where they... The, the, gun kata. The, the gun kata with the guns that fire like religious crosses as muzzle blasts. Okay. We wouldn't have got Batman without Equilibrium because it has a cult follower. B- budget of $20 million made 5.3. And they still gave that director more movies. But do you recommend people watch it? Yes. Equ- yeah, yes. Equilibrium, it absolutely. Is- it is cuckoo bananas bonkers. It has a premise okay. that is so stupid, and they try to make an action movie out of it, and it kind of works. I mean, the action scenes are great. Everything else, you can just kind of... And guess what, Nutty? Mm. Just like Game of Thrones, Sean Bean dies in it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean... And he does it in the most baller way possible. As he's about to get shot in the face, he says, be careful for you tread upon my broken dreams. Do you know what Sean Bean means in Irish? No. Old lady. <laughs> Spelled differently, but yeah, pronounced, but pronounced Sean, Sean Bean, Bean means old lady. So when <laughs> we were watching this thing with Irish people that were saying, every time they say a movie starring Sean Bean, we're like, what, some old lady? Some old lady? Yeah, I mean, and, and, and Tech's not wrong. The cast is deep. Christian Bale, Emily Watson, Sean Bean, Tay Diggs, William Fickner. I don't know who that is. You say it uh, like I'm supposed you, to know him. Oh, you, you know William Fickner. You know oh, yeah. William Fickner. I do. Uh, William Fickner was Oh, I know in, his face. Yes. He's always a bad guy. He's he was in Armageddon. Yeah. Um, he was in The Longest sure. Yard. Yeah. Um, okay, Black I got Hawk him. Down, crack. Once I looked up his face, I know his face. So. Yeah, he's been in everything. But yeah, he's he's the bad guy, right? In this yeah, movie, he, was he in, is he the was bad guy. Go. He was in Go. Yeah, but he's the bad guy. Yeah, in everything. Bad guy and everything. Is he the guy that was trying to sell everybody Almay, uh, Amway in, uh, in Go? Is he the one trying to sell them Amway? <laughs> I think so. He's definitely the bad guy. That was a movie I had avoided for many, many years. 
Uh, I like to go. go was I like to go. It does I, not count as a bad movie, though. No, it doesn't. No, no, no. I grew up in that era where it was all over Blockbuster, and I just avoided it, and I recently saw it. It's not bad. I, I, I picked it up in the used bin at Blockbuster, so there you Excellent. go. <laughs> I actually have a lot of movies from the used bin at Blockbuster that count in this bad movie thing. Um, there's uh, one, and I don't, don't think it's very bad, but um, it, Rip It Off, uh, starring, starring Allison Hannigan. Love it. It is a heist movie where everything goes wrong. And I, I really enjoyed that movie. Um, that's where I got pieces of April from. That's where I got May from. Again, I can't call May a bad movie though, because I think that that's just too good. Um, but it does have a lot of the elements. Yeah. Um, you know, another one that comes to mind, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, it you're dancing a razor's edge. Yeah. You, you dance a razor's edge. Cause there's, if you think about it, there's not that big of a difference between Waterworld and Book of Eli. Nope. But except Book of Eli's good. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but it, it, one tiny director's difference or one tiny little change in the script and Book of Eli could very easily have been another Waterworld or Waterworld could have been as good as Book of Eli. Yeah. Or, you know, what's the difference between a 2012 disaster movie and Twister? You see what I'm saying? Right. I think Twister is a good, bad movie, whereas 2012, I think it's just bad. I don't think Twister counts as a good, bad movie. I think Twister was highly acclaimed and, and a success. Oh, is that another cow? No, I think it's the same one. <laughs> like everybody was talking about Twister. Twister is the reason that the people, storm chasers, people know what they are and, and it's actually a thing. It's like, oh, I'm a storm chaser. And that was like a big deal for a while. Uh, no, I don't, I don't count Twister as a bad movie at all. And I think 2012 could, it was just a failure. There's John Cusack. No one wants John Cusack in a lead anymore. No one. <sighs> By the way, the director of Twister has a ridiculous filmography. So Speed, The there's Haunting. That's a bad movie. The Haunting. That's a bad one. And Minority Report. But there are, you know, but, you, you know, Nutty, I, things like, I don't know, block, bad blockbuster movies are a thing, too. Like Armageddon, Independence Day. <gasps> that, that, oh. See, that's just, to me, that's just action. You know, yeah. that's that's what I, ex that's like, that's like the core of action are those movies. Um I think uh, maybe more of a blockbuster would be like the tooth fairy, you know, that would fall into our bad movie, <laughs> the tooth fairy or, um, you know, any of the, the Hulk Hogan movies or I think a lot of wrestlers make a lot of good, bad movies like suburban commando. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, hey, no, we're not going to fight you. We're going to sue you. Um, I forgot there's a whole other genre and we did kind of touch on the for kids stuff, but there's a whole genre of movies like surf ninjas. That is totally bad oh, movie yeah. worthy. Oh, uh, I, I, the I last mentioned three ninjas. Yeah. Yeah. Three ninjas. The last electric dragon. Um, uh, uh, oh, what's the one? It's Jonathan Brandis and he's obsessed with Chuck Norris. Oh, sidekicks. Uh, uh, sidekicks. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, what about uh, Little Monsters or whatever it is with uh, with uh, Frankie with um, uh, Fred Savage? Fred Savage, yes. I, I see Mac and Me in a bunch of yes, people talk that, about it, but I never saw Mac and Me because like the cover just scared me. That puppet is a blatant, freaked me out. It is a blatant ET ripoff. <laughs> it, it, it's blatant. a creepy looking puppet. All right, 
while we're the, all of a sudden martial arts came up. There's a lot of bad, good, awesome martial Absolutely. arts. Absolutely, we could go on for hours more talking about just bad, good martial arts movie. But we got to talk about the Last Dragon. Yeah, oh. show enough. That's what that. I was talking about. Listen. Um, yeah, no, that is a classic, classic. Also, um, and I haven't seen this in a while and I don't want to rewatch it because I don't want to see how bad and rapey the jokes are, but I, they call me Bruce and they still call me Bruce. I'm sure it is very racist if I were to watch it today. Those are, I have memories of those as being like bad movies that I watched in the early eighties. You know, and I, I, it's crazy when you think about the type of movies that were made then back when we were growing up versus now, like, cause i I really do feel like movies like arachnophobia trimmers would never get made today in the way they were back then. Like, cause it would be CGI fest, CGI blood, and they would probably try to cram in like the newest hit rapper to be like the side character. And you're, they think they're going to get a kid cutty, but they're not. They, they end up with like a little Wayne. <laughs> Because by the way, Kid Cudi is in X, that uh, indie horror movie that came out uh, a year or so ago, and it was actually really, really good. He's also in the um, um, the last Bill and Ted movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, they yeah. think they're going to get themselves a Kid Cudi, but in reality, they do not. And I and so I just feel like a lot of the approaches to making these movies would be much more different, and it'd be far harder for them to make these heartfelt things that we have now. Yeah, because there's a there's a lot of like just genres that they don't do anymore, and genres in like think of all of the Gene Wilder comedies. Mm. They wouldn't. They don't make that type of movie today, no. mainly because I just don't think just we don't have an actor like Gene Wilder anymore. I um, haven't well, I haven't watched it yet, but um, Mel Brooks doing History of the World Part Two. I I can't wait. I'm I'm apprehensive. I just you know okay. So every time you introduce somebody to that movie, um. The gag was, oh, you got to see part two. You got to see part two. Because there's a whole trailer at the end and everything. And then finding out your friend went to the video store asking for part two and then getting laughed at. Like, that was that's I think kind your buddy of a gotcha. thing. I think your buddy and, got you there. Yeah, yeah. But now there's actually going to be a sequel. And you're like, uh, oh, the gag is gone. I don't know. I I am apprehensive. I am, that's all I'm going to say is I'm apprehensive. I, I hope it's great. I hope it's great, but I'm cautiously optimistic. Oh, all right, guys. On April 5th, the biggest terrible movie's coming out. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Super Mario Brothers. Oh, speaking of bad movies. Yes. It's just a bad, 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 bad movie. (laughs) But it's it's like a car crash, and you just can't look away. So I will give it the the entertainment value, because get a couple brewskis, some whiskey, some rye, Sit down with that Super Mario Brothers where you're Mario Mario and Luigi Mario and it's gonna you're having a good time with you and your friends. You know what? I'm I'm just gonna play more Paper Mario and <laughs> I'll have much more fun doing it that way. By the way, uh I started playing Paper Mario and, and tech, what did I do when I started playing? Do you remember? No. Oh, I just started reading all of the text in like the worst impersonations that I could. She's doing all the voices and just every time a new character is introduced, I'm upstairs and all I can hear from downstairs is Nutty playing Paper Mario going, oh, yeah, they are all cute. But Nutty, just remember your voices that you did for the for your video gaming will be better than the one. Oh, absolutely, a million times better than Chris except for Brad. Jack Black. Can... Jack Black is going to be excellent. It's me. I'm a Mario. See, at least I can do the Mario accent, and then I can do Luigi. Much Luigi's better than that. Him. Mario. Mario. Much better. 
much better than him. Although I will say Jack Black is Bowser. I'm super happy about that. Mm. But yeah, man, good, bad movies, guys. Enjoy them. And don't be like these guys and wait four years to watch a great movie like Killer Pinata. Yeah, watch Killer Pinata on Tubi. I, I think the whole point here is that movies are supposed to be fun. Yeah. And that yeah. not, it's one of the reasons why I, I generally dislike the big awards shows because you can't have fun and win awards until this year. So maybe this, maybe things are changing because I, I don't always want to go to the theater to watch three hours of crying and something super serious telling an important story. Sometimes I do, but not all the time. Sometimes I want to go chew some popcorn and watch Will Ferrell be an idiot for an hour and a half and it'll bring me much more joy. And, um, and and how often are we watching things when we're doing other things? We're entertaining. We're just hanging around. It's more like not so much background noise, but it's like having the radio on, you know? It's literally why Hallmark, why Hallmark and Lifetime movies exist. Yeah. Background noise for the holidays. And and there is nothing wrong with those at, at all. That's its whole genre. There's, there's, and no, it, there's nothing wrong with the sci-fi movies. Yeah. They, they are what they are. They, it's what's on at 3 a.m. when you can't sleep. Oh, man. Remember Up All Night? TNT, Ooh. Up All Night? That's when you'd see your real bad movies. That's when Elvira would play. Hey, they brought back Joe Bob Briggs. <laughs> all that stuff. Good times. But, you know, sometimes you just need to veg. You need to not think. And you want something really stupid. And I am thankful for it because they can't all be the tearjerkers. They can't all be the ones that you have to watch really closely. Uh, sometimes you just need a flick. Yeah, sometimes Miyazaki makes an earring and the witch. You know, sometimes they just make trash. It's fine. Sometimes Lifetime makes, you know, somebody cheated on Valerie Bertinelli, part nine. And you're like, what, again? Again? Oh, God, that reminds me of the, uh, the Stalked by My Doctor franchise from Lifetime. It's just a series of movies of serial killing Doctor Man. As if going to the doctor wasn't scary enough. Thanks a oh, lot no, time. That's the, that's the tagline, right? They get the inner world guy. Just when you thought that going to the doctor wasn't scary enough. Listen, listen, guys, you want to you want to just have your day go by without much hassle? Put on a lifetime movie marathon. Doesn't matter what the movies are because they're all the same. They're all just bland. And you're going to be like, where did 12 hours of my day go? Oh, I was busy. I took out the trash. I cleaned the I house. I would rather watch My Little Pony. <laughs> Which is, is a hell of a good time. Um, So tell us, what are your favorite bad movies? Hashtag bad movies. Um, And uh, do you love them t- as much as we do? Because... Honestly, sometimes you just got to have fun. Thanks so much. You can send us info, uh, send us your feedback via Discord, email, Facebook, all the stuff that you will hear on the outro. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye, everybody. Go watch Killer Pinata.
Nutty Bites is produced by Nimlas Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution No Commercial Non-Derivatives 3.0 International License. That means you can't change it without my permission. You can share it and send it to your friends. Just link back to me, my site, and everything. We live at nimlas.org, which has links to everything social media, including facebook.com slash group slash Nutty Bites and patreon.com slash nukejoss or call 347-Nutty42. 